really provide insane training programs and education programs. At the cafe is that when people are smoking weed, they're actually engaging with each other and not on their phones the oh, whole yeah. time. They're being in the consumption lounge operation setting, it feels like I've been in it for 10 years. <laughs> I moved back to Los Angeles to open the Cannabis Cafe. Welcome to Weed Buds Radio. I'm really excited. I've got an amazing episode today uh, with two friends from West, our West Coast area. Uh, where you guys are in LA, right? Yes. Yeah, so we have Nina and Sarah joining us, and they are the co-founders of Hospitality, and they are here to explain what this agency is and who might be the right partners for them. So, Sarah, I will allow you to introduce yourselves, and thank you for joining Weed Buds. Thank you so much for having us. This is something we're super excited about. Um, some of our first time actually, you know, talking about this um, on videos or even, you know, podcasts, anything. We haven't done really anything because of COVID. So really appreciate you letting us come on here today. Um, my name is Sarah. I'm originally from Ohio. I actually moved to LA about six years ago. And um, I have about 15 years of hospitality experience. So pretty to the cannabis space. I've only been here for about a year or so in the cannabis realm, but being in the consumption lounge operations setting, it feels like I've been in it for 10 years. <laughs> Absolutely. And same with me now. Yeah, so I'm originally from New Jersey. I've been in LA on and off for seven years. Um, I moved back to Los Angeles to open the Cannabis Cafe. So awesome. that's been interesting. And then I drug Sarah along with me for a little adventure and then we came up with hospitality. Well, and you also have been about 15 years in hospitality. That's all I've done is work in hospitality. <laughs> Absolutely. What about this industry specifically do the two of you really see the most opportunity? Kind of a small backstory here. Um, we met, we met at Tao. Um, you know, Tao is a powerhouse of a restaurant group. They really provide insane training programs and education programs. And so really having experience at Tao allowed us to feel more confident in becoming assistant general managers at the Cannabis Cafe. Um, it, they just really instill you with the steps of service and things that you need to succeed. So we came in with very high expectations, excited about joining the consumption space. Being that it was the first one of its kind, we really didn't know what to expect, but we really just wanted to instill what the hospitality standards that we've known for years into a brand new culture, into a brand new environment, something that no one's ever seen before with public social consumption. Um, and so, you know, kind of moving into that space, we slowly started to realize that we're not going to have all the answers. No one is at this point in the, in the, um, you know, in the environment. And so it was really a lot of trial and error. And luckily we did have that experience from Tao, you know, being the highest grossing restaurant in the country, you know, there's a reason for that. And so we've been trying to utilize all of our skills and kind of put together all of the missing pieces that we thought would fit perfect in the consumption setting. And while the first place of its kind didn't necessarily follow all of those guidelines, we are just hoping to help the entire industry grow uh, by providing them with information and steps and guidance on how to bring consumption lounges to market 
all over the place. And so really we want to focus on finding those retailers who are ready to move into that space, but also, you know, real estate developers, um, education is most important, most important, I think is education. Absolutely. Absolutely. And compliance, obviously, but that kind of goes without saying, um, it's, it's really just trying to figure out how to navigate a brand new market without giving up those hospitality standards. We know that work and that people demand when they go out to eat or to have a couple of drinks in a public setting. So really trying to incorporate that and then kind of go after those people who are ready to move forward with those processes and, and want to talk about what's next and how they can do it in their city and you know what all goes into getting ready for a consumption license or a consumption lounge in their area. Absolutely. And I know that a lot of the adult use markets that are coming online, they may not necessarily have protocols in place for consumption lounges. So is that something that you as a company can work with entrepreneurs or city council members to help provide model legislation for something like that? Oh, absolutely. That's that's probably one of the biggest things for us because we're pretty well versed on the consumption permits in West Hollywood. And although they were the first to do it, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the best to do it. So it's all about taking their model, adding things that we think are important in terms of protocols and safety and procedures, and kind of getting that ready for the next market and showcasing this is this is a bit of West Hollywood, but this is a bit of sustainability and this is a bit of education and this is a bit of social reform. And so it's really just, you know, incorporating all of these things that maybe should have started in West Hollywood, but kind of taking a step back, redoing everything before all these other markets just kind of assume whatever West Hollywood did. Right. And there's clearly, you know, whenever you're first, there are opportunities to do things better that you don't really know until it happens and you navigate it as it comes online. So Nina, I know Absolutely. that you are working on some pretty exciting projects as well. And so I would love to learn about, you know, I know that you were at Tau, uh, but why did you feel that something like this, like why is this needed in the industry? Um, honestly, I've had friendships and relationships with a lot of people who have problems with alcohol. And I think that if they were maybe given a different space to consume something different, that wouldn't affect them in that way yeah. on a day to day is really important. Um, alcohol is just such a external experience, like experience. And you're always worried about everything on the outside and not on the inside. When you're smoking weed, you're kind of just like, in your own little world and you're a little <laughs> bit more thoughtful and one of the things that i noticed at the cafe is that when people are smoking weed they're actually engaging with each other and not on their phones the oh, whole yeah. time they're sharing joints yeah, with each other joints with, with the table other. next to them and it's just a different experience you're not like on your phone the whole time like on instagram like checking what everyone else is doing or like what your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend's doing and you're more engaged in the present Right. It doesn't lead to as many bad decisions. <laughs> Fun decisions. So, 
That's right. Well, and I think for me, I personally do not consume much alcohol really at all. And so it's hard for me to go out and have a social experience with friends and colleagues because I, I don't partake necessarily. And so having an environment where everybody can just do what they want to do, I think is just so inclusive. Right. Which was also still kind of a new experience because even though people are smokers, people were smoking in a whole new environment. So even if you are a seasoned smoker, people were experiencing a lot of anxiety and some people would kind of pass out. <laughs> yeah, we know what selling cannabis to the public looks like, but we don't know what monitoring public social consumption looks like necessarily. So it was a brand new uh, opportunity for us to really be there from start to finish and throughout an experience with someone. And so, you know, you can't be held, You, if you work at a dispensary and you sell someone a THC joint, that's maybe a little bit too much for them. They might, uh, you know, fall asleep early or you don't really know couch, right? what that experience looks like for them. Whereas if you give someone a THC joint, that's, you know, 30 milligrams THC and it's their first time consuming, in a public setting that can cause a lot of issues and if you're not ready and if you don't have the proper training program in place to express to your employees how important that is then you will see a lot of things like we saw at the cafe we had about five to seven pass outs a week and that is not something that we anticipated at first so <laughs> it's important to, if you're going to do this and you're going to create an environment for people to feel safe and to consume, then your staff really needs to be educated oh, yes. in how to help people identify the right methods to consume, uh, the right dosage to consume. And I would think as a hospitality that's in agency that's also cannabis related, that must play a really important role in the services you all provide. Absolutely. It, probably the most important. We come from restaurants where in order to work in a restaurant space, you have to take extensive training, but then you also have to take a food and beverage handlers card that teaches you the, the ultimate basics of what it's like to serve food, temperatures, contamination. Washing your hands. Washing your hands. <laughs> and if you've never worked in a restaurant before or if you've never worked in a dispensary and you are um, introduced to the consumption space as an employee, there are a lot of things that are going to be different for you that you don't know. And, and our biggest thing is gracious hospitality and leading people down a path that's right for them because it's not a one-stop model, you know, for everybody. Um, and what's even more interesting is most of the people that we saw coming into the consumption space were first-timers. And that's not what we expected at all. No, I never would have expected that either. So that, that taught us a lot. That made us realize that education is even more important than we ever thought. And we need to kind of go back to the basics and not just assume we're gonna have, you know, super stoners who know exactly what they want in fact, you know, we had to start start low, go slow, and really introduce this to people in a, in a mainstream kind of way. I'm trying to think if I was a first time consumer, yeah, I don't know if I would be nervous or not to have that experience in a public setting like that. Is right. there a way to make that almost like a, a safe space for first time consumers? I honestly think that just by asking the right questions, yeah 
um, the server needs to know how to ask the right questions. It's almost like a muscle memory I think you develop just trying to get to know your people and reading your people as you're like walking up to the table. Like where are you, yes. where are you from? If they're from a state where it's not legal at all, it's, they probably have never consumed cannabis before or at least the level can like the levels that we have here in California. That's true. <laughs> or how much do you consume? You know, that's a, that's a big one or kind of knowing that a microdose typically starts around two and a half milligrams. And, and starting people, you know, really, really low. Um, and so that's something that we kind of had to do as well, whereas, you know, everybody knows what a glass of wine feels like, but it's really kind of a lot harder to explain what two and a half milligrams feels like. And so it's kind of been a process for us to try to say, maybe that's equivalent to a glass of wine. Uh, maybe it's even less than a glass of wine for some people. So really trying to figure out all of these things has been a bit of a challenge, but so, so necessary within the consumption space. When you think of the adult use markets that are coming online now, where do you think the most opportunity for a consumption lounge might be? It's funny. It seems like it seems like San Francisco or like the Oakland area is a completely different world for us because we're so hyper aware of the Los Angeles market, but there are so many cities in California that are just now starting to have these conversations. And I think for us, we're, we are kind of focused more on the California side now and reaching different demographics in different areas of California. And, um, you know, outside of the California market, I do think that Slowly but surely, Vegas, Nevada is going to catch up and, um, you know, Tourist Central, they're really going to try to do something. But I also think that Chicago and Michigan are going to do some great things as well. I was actually talking to somebody from Chicago and it was a breath of fresh air to hear, hear him say that everybody is so excited for everyone else and that there's really no ego in the market there and that they're just so excited to even be a player in this game right now. And so those are the kind of markets that we're the most excited to come to because we also don't have an ego in this industry and we just want it to succeed. We want it to succeed. We want to be the consumers. Like that's what we so badly want. And so, you know, that's kind of what we're focusing on is um, whoever is willing to talk to us at this point, whoever is really trying to be that innovator in these legal markets. Like we want to have these conversations. We want to help them any way that we possibly can. I love that. And I love what you're doing because I agree. It blows my mind that Nevada does not have a consumption lounge yet. Right. And it just seems like <laughs> such a, a, a missed opportunity from the consumer's perspective. And I think a lot of us, we are consumers and we see the market missing something that we would appreciate or that we have expertise in and we can bring that outside knowledge into the industry. And like you two are doing, share that expertise. You know, Tao is one of the best and revered in terms of training models and mechanisms of their staff. So why, why let that stay there now that you're in this industry, bring that wealth of knowledge. And I think there's entrepreneurs in kind of all spaces that uh, really are starting to see those opportunities. Absolutely. And, you know, it is really important to um, acknowledge as well that we saw a thousand people a day at the Cannabis Cafe. 
at Tao on the busiest of days, we saw 800 people. So the demand for a cannabis consumption space is so there. And and although the Yelp reviews are, are sometimes negative, we would still see a line around the block. And that goes to show you just how much the cannabis space is willing to put up with until we can you know, really give them something that works and that other people will look to as the standards that everybody else soon wants to follow. And so just by being in the space alone and seeing how busy it was and how many people wanted to be there, it kind of fueled us to keep going because we know that the demand is there and they're so excited and ready. We, we really want to help that go forward. Well, that's amazing. And I'm, I'm really excited that the two of you were, were able to join Weed Buds Radio. And bef- I can't believe our, our time is almost up. Before we go, can you tell the audience what's the best way to uh, connect with either of you independently and then as a company if uh, the entrepreneurs out there are looking to start engaging some sort of business model that they can reach out to you? I am like the connector. I just love building relationships. And so LinkedIn, I think we spoke about this the other day. LinkedIn is amazing. Um, Hispitality is available on all platforms, which is how it's spelled, hospitality. And um, yeah, we were really just trying to, because we're a business to business company, um, we really want to help, you know, grow into a brand that that can kind of be as like resourceful for people in the industry. But, um, you know, so so we are trying to stay in the business to business element, but we think that hospitality needs to also be, you know, a lifestyle. And so we are really excited to kind of watch that grow, maybe get into the event space a little bit because we both have so much event experience as well. It's just something that we haven't even really considered yet. and. And that's another thing. A lot of these chefs that are coming into the space are from events and not from industrial kitchens. And so we're really trying to just connect all of these dots to make hospitality what it deserves to be to help the industry really grow and become, like I said, a a standard that everybody else wants to follow. Well, you and I connected on LinkedIn and also our friends at LeafWire. If you haven't been on LeafWire, you need to create an account and, and hop on there. That's a, They say it's where cannabis does business. And it's a great platform to just kind of connect people that may not want to disclose their cannabis interests on LinkedIn. Um, me, you, you know, we're, we're going to talk about it. It's the core of our business. But, you know, some individuals that may not be ready, LeafWire is a is a great networking platform to check out. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, again, thank you both for joining me and uh, we'll see you next time on Weed Buds Radio. Yeah, thank Thank you you. so much. Have a good one. You know, as the future changes, a lot of things are in motion and I'm certainly excited as more of these cannabis consumption lounges are created the opportunity it's going to create for new ecosystems, new businesses like the one that Sarah and Nina are running. Absolutely. And 
for you and I, Matt, we're not going out very often and neither one of us are, are really big drinkers. And so it would be great for a venue where, you know, maybe we can do networking in a lounge like this. And the services and the expertise that Sarah and Nina are bringing to this is incredible because there's so much to navigate and for them to be able to assist an operator working with regulators locally and building out a business plan for these lounges is going to be instrumental, I think, for the future. So fantastic. So glad that Hospitality was able to join us here on Wheat Buds. And if you enjoyed this episode of Weed Buds, please be sure to heart share and retweet it with a handful of people maybe interested in starting their own business. There's a ton of valuable information here and especially hit up Sarah and Nina if you're in the process or maybe you have a new spot or something ready. Absolutely. And until next time, puff. Puff. Peace. Peace.